Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Farming organisations have welcomed a decision of the EU Parliament around animal transport regulations. Tiagosk has announced this year's Sheep Conference will be a virtual presentation where all the latest research from the National Sheep Programme will be discussed. The Association of Farm and Forestry Contractors in Ireland has published its Contracting Charges Guide for 2022. The European Commission's Soil Deal for Europe mission has launched its call for proposals and all eligible Irish applicants are invited to respond. And John O'Connor has more on the stories making the agri-news this week. Farm Talk on C103. Ministers in the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine have announced a series of actions to support Irish horticultural growers who are dependent on peat. This follows publication of the final report of the Working Group on the Use of Peat Moss in the Horticultural Industry. The Working Group on the Use of Peat Moss in the Horticultural Industry was established following a series of High Court decisions which determined that large-scale peat harvesting required planning permission and licensing by the Environmental Protection Agency. The Working Group was tasked, in particular, with examining the potential of alternatives to peat for the horticultural industry. While the sector is committed to transforming away from peat, this is not possible in the shorter term, it's understood. Against this background, the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, DAFM, has worked with the Department of the Environment, Climate and Communications, DECC, and Housing, Local Government and Heritage Housing to develop proposals which include the commissioning of an independent expert to assess levels and suitability of current stocks of peat across all suppliers, including Bordnamona, for the Irish horticultural sector. Secondly, the commissioning of experts on planning to provide free advice to those who wish to extract peat in a manner which is compliant with the relevant regulations on sub-30 hectare bogs and research to deliver alternatives to peat for the horticultural sector. The ultimate ambition of this exercise, the government say, is to support the €469 million horticulture industry here the people employed in Ireland and the many families dependent on this important sector. In response to this final report on peat and the action plan, it's been contended it would not work for the Irish horticultural sector. The long-awaited final report of the Peat Working Group, convened by Minister Malcolm Noonan, has been rejected by the IFA. The IFA say the action plan does not stress the urgency of the situation and it's not workable. From an initial review, the IFA say, 
it appears that the recommendations set out in the final report are contrary to the action plan points. IFA Horticulture Chairman Mr Paul Brophy said the action plan was extremely disappointing for growers. He said the final report was outstanding since October 20th and he claimed it was contradictory that an action plan did not conform with the report's recommendations. He contended the plan would do nothing other than lead to the demise of the horticultural sector. He said it did not indicate how the current producers of the key raw material could become fully compliant and continue to service the industry's needs. The IFA, he said, was calling for it to be scrapped and re-evaluated immediately. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. An Oireachtas committee has been told agriculture won't meet its emissions targets without new technology. Department of Agriculture says new farming methods are needed and they're currently not in the marketplace. The sector is expected to reduce its emissions by between 22 and 30% by 2030. Independent TD Michael Fitzmaurice doesn't think the target will be reached in that time frame. In relation to fertiliser, there is new technologies coming on board that is basically tying in the soil sample. The machinery that's coming now is able to, one side of it can stop spreading near a a river or or any watercourses. There's a huge amount of research being done at the moment. I think it needs its space over the next few years to get all this new technology on board. You cannot go from basically making an announcement today to having everything on board in the line of technologies tomorrow. You need space, you need time. And I do think they are achievable after 2030 in in a lot of cases. But I think in some cases they may be pushing it a bit far to be uh, trying to reach the stars by 2030. Michael Connolly, Tagus Drystock Advisor in Bantry and Beara, is with us this week. We'll be discussing the annual sheep census later. But first, the upcoming Tagus Sheep Conference. And a final call for participants on a new Green Cert course in East Cork, which is being organised by Noreen O'Rahilly in the Tagus Mallow office. Part-time Green Cert course starting next Wednesday, the 26th of January. It'll be running between Moor Park and Mallow from 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. It'll be a two-year course and there'll be skills built in in Clannacilty and Moor Park and Benchmark Farms. But he'll have room, I think, for a few more on that course. So look, maybe give her a ring there on her mobile 87 or ring the, the Mallow office there, 022-21936. The other thing then that's coming up is the Tagish uh, Sheep Conference, which will be online because of COVID restrictions. This is the Lowland Sheep Conference. There'll be a Hill Sheep Conference, I think, out in February. But the Lowland Sheep Conference is taking place next week. And that'll be on Tuesday night and Thursday night, the 25th and the 27th of January, from 8 to 9 p.m. Sheep farmers can can log into this uh, through the Tagish website. And look, there'll be very interesting topics covered, particularly, I suppose, on the whole uh, farm inputs and costs on the sheep side uh, we all know that look fertilizer prices and meal prices in particular are going through the roof at the moment so there'll be a detailed look at that from from the experts will say uh, as to you know how how can we minimize uh, the effect it'll have on our profitability Seamus McMiniman then from board B will be giving a good discussion on the sheep markets and look we all know that the trade is buoyant really with the last 12 months or more which is good news maybe looking into a crystal ball there to see will 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 the good trends um 
continue. And also there'll be uh, a focus on preparing for, for lambing, you know, how to, how to reduce lamb mortality. And then we'll have someone from the department there to give a, a talk on the new veterinary and medicines regulations. So that's all happening the two evenings next week, Tuesday and Thursday, uh, 8, 8 to 9 uh, p.m. And look up the website there, the Tagish website, for, for further information on that. The market conditions that underpinned the sheep trade for the past two years look set to continue for the rest of this year, 2022. Demand for sheep meat in China will continue to drive the global trade as New Zealand and Australia focus on supplying this lucrative market. Consumption of sheep meat in China has increased by 9% since 2018. That statement came from Mr Sean Dennehy, IFA sheep chairman, commenting on market conditions. He said this change in supply pattern has resulted in New Zealand feeling only 46% of their EU quota, which he said was the lowest in decades. This is increasing the opportunity for Irish exports. Sean Dennehy said the trade is predicted to hold steady over coming months, with supply and demand balanced, Easter and Ramadan in early April being the key drivers of the trade. Ongoing questions regarding UK access to the European Union market will create openings for Irish lamb, Mr Denny predicts. Turning to current prices, he said that despite lower quotes, lambs were making €6.90 a kg to €7.10 a kg. The IFA sheep chairman said the anticipated relaxation to COVID-19 controls for the food service sector over coming weeks would increase demand for lamb in the domestic and export markets. With COVID-19 cases falling, he noted, the workforce issues would ease. Supplies will remain tight, Mr Dennehy forecast, and farmers, he said, should move lambs as they become fit to maximise returns and maintain bargaining power with factories. Farmers feeding lambs ad lib should watch weights to avoid penalties. Sean Denhey claimed that the current approach by factories on price and weight penalties was short-sighted and indeed unnecessary. Flock owners will express their gratitude to Mr Sean Denny as the outgoing chair of the IFA Sheep Committee. He is being replaced by the incoming IFA Sheep Chair, Mr Kevin Comiskey. Mr Comiskey will take up duties at the IFA AGM later this month. Three new chairs of the IFA National Committees were elected on Friday 14th of January. The new chair of the IFA Forestry Committee is Jason Fleming from Kerry. He'll take over from outgoing Chair Vincent Nally. The vice chair of the IFA Grain Committee, Kieran McAvoy, who farms in County Leash, has been elected to succeed Mark Brown. TJ Marr from South Tipperary takes over from Pat Farrell as chair of the IFA Animal Health Committee. He has served as vice-chair of the Animal Committee. Alice Doyle has been elected as chair of the Farm Family Committee from Exford. She succeeds Caroline Farrell, who completes her term. The new chair of the IFA Hill Committee is Colin Keneally from Connemara, Galway. He replaces Flora McCarthy following his four years in the role. Nigel Sweetman from Cork Central IFA has been elected chairman of the Poultry Committee, succeeding Andy Boylan. The IFA Potato Committee has elected Sean Ryan from Exford as the next chair. He will succeed Thomas McCune. IFA National Returning Officer Martin Stapleton notified each committee at their online meetings on Friday 14th of January 2022. 
Each of the new chairs will take up their roles at the annual general meeting of the IFA later this month. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. Board Bia are predicting that beef prices will remain stable in 2022, despite some concerns that an estimated 70,000 extra cattle will be available this year. Despite attempts to encourage the China market, Europe, it's emerging, is the most significant market according to Board Bia findings. As was widely reported recently, a major British retailer who had committed to a stocking exclusively UK beef reversed their decision and made substantial shelf space available again for Irish beef. A pattern is emerging that the European continental countries look to Ireland when they run short of local supplies of beef. French, German and Polish beef exports are 5% back according to Borbia findings. The British market, despite our concerns about the impact of Brexit on exports, will remain an extremely important outlet for Ireland. The decision of at least one giant UK supermarket chain to restock Irish beef is an indication of the deep-rooted demand in the UK for Irish beef, even if we are finding new markets to develop in conjunction with supplying our valued traditional British customers. In 2021... 880 million euro worth of our beef was bought by UK customers. This accounted for 42% of total Irish beef exports. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. The Health and Safety Authority is beginning a two-week intensive farm safety inspection campaign with a focus on the safe management of livestock during calving season when the risk of injury to farmers increases significantly. 196 people have lost their lives in farming-related work activity in Ireland over the past decade. Of these fatalities, 38 involved livestock. In 2021 alone, working with cattle accounted for three fatalities. HSA is offering advice and guidance material in relation to livestock and many other farm hazards. And the details can be found by visiting the HSA website, hsa.ie. The Association of Farm and Forestry Contractors in Ireland has published the FCI Contracting Charges Guide for 2022. FCI is satisfied it provides fair and reasonable guidance for both farm and forestry contractors and their client farmers. FCI for 2022 is guiding an average minimum 5% increase in charges rounded off to meet increases in the costs of machine insurance and labour felt by members throughout 2021 and into 2022. FCI Chief Executive Michael Moroni joins me to discuss the charges guide. First, a word about the forestry sector and its challenging year in 2021. Well, Barry, on the forestry front, um, I suppose there's some optimism in the, in the sense that the Department's Forest Policy Group under um, Minister Hackett, it, it's moving forward, the pace is very slow and there's a number of bodies involved, including ourselves. Uh, and I suppose the expectation is that there will be some organisational change within the Department of Agriculture's Forestry Division during 2022 and into 23, uh, and that would allow for a process whereby licensing is eased, or perhaps not so much eased, but that there's a process which is easier for people to to engage with, and that will allow a greater level of, of planting, because without planting, we can't have work in terms of road building and in terms of thinning 
and finally in terms of felling harvesting. The Association of Farm and Forestry Contractors in Ireland has been setting out its charges guide for 2022. What are the things that will influence that looking forward, I suppose, in forestry on the one hand, but generally on the farming side of operations, Michael? Well, in terms of the farming side of operations, the the big factors that are impacting on our costs uh, and costs, I mean, we heard in the last few days, uh, you know, inflation figures in the region of 5% and higher. And the inflation within our sector is far higher than that. Even if we take, for example, this morning, this week, uh, we're getting quotes for diesel price that close to 90 cents a litre. And that's almost 30% increase since we actually developed these charges. I worked at this guide back in December 2021. Uh, so diesel prices continue to increase and they're very, very significant input in terms of costs for, for our contractors. And in other areas as well, machinery costs have increased and, and seem to continue to increase year on year. And very significant cost as well, uh, aligned with the diesel, is the AdBlue. And many of our contractors use higher power tractors and those tractors are fitted with uh, emission lowering systems that use a product called AdBlue. And it's one of the, the consequences of the issues about fertilizer manufacturing because it's made from urea. So AdBlue prices have increased by upwards of 60-70% in the last six months. And, and these are very significant costs that our contractors need to take on board in establishing the rates for 2022. And how does that reflect then in the charges that you'll be applying in 2022? We provide our, our members with a guide uh, that we encourage them and urge them to look at their costs individually. Uh, the, the guide is just an outline based on contractors we've spoken to and looked at the numbers for the last, you know, over the last year or two years and projecting forward because as we go into silage in May 2022, we'll be hit with another bombshell of a carbon tax increase, rising now from 38 to over 40 uh, euro per tonne. So that will have another impact on diesel at that point. Uh, so it's really important for contractors to spend some time Things are, I know the slurry has started, particularly in the Cork area, etc. But it's important to establish your cost for 2021 and use that as a basis for looking at your business for 2022. It's become a very high cost business. And skilled operator availability, that's a concern that you've highlighted there, Michael. It is availability and at, at what cost, in a sense. Um, it's like many sectors of agriculture. There is a shortage of youth coming into the sector, uh, and that's very important. While our industry is very technology industry, because a lot of the equipment, you know, has a lot of technology on board, um, not just in farming, but even if you specifically take forestry, uh, a person operator in a forest harvesting machine, I will always equate them to a helicopter pilot. The level of skill involved is quite incredible. So these are very talented people, but unfortunately we haven't enough of them. And we've appealed to the Minister for Higher Education and he launched an agriculture part agricultural apprenticeship and we've appealed to him in the last 10 days that that he needs to include an apprenticeship in our sector as well. And the other variable in terms of cost always is insurance. That will be an issue again in 2022. It will and it continues to be an, an issue and, and we are supporting the Alliance for Insurance Reform and, and urging the, the Minister and the Dáil Cabinet subgroup on insurance reform to tackle some of the issues around this, uh, particularly when it comes to public liability issues. Many of our contractors, they're working between farms, they're driving tractors on the road. Uh, The level of risk is significant, but also it's important that that there's a balanced and fair discussion 
on the whole liability factor. And looking ahead, what initiatives would the Association of Farm and Forestry Contractors in Ireland be looking to roll out over the year, Michael? We're looking to roll out uh, a registration process and we're, we're well down the road in terms of that, whereby we will be able to give an accredited status to many of our members. And that will give farmers, uh, along with the fact that they have the, the assurance of a very tax-efficient service and a service that's economical and generally operates to a high le- level of safety, this will be an additional assurance that members of FCI are accredited. And this, uh, that's really important in terms of the quality of the service that they'll be able to provide. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell, announced that payments have commenced under the 2021 Straw Incorporation Measure SIM. He said he was delighted to confirm payments were issuing under this scheme. He said SIM, Straw Incorporation Measure, had proven itself to be really popular amongst farmers, offering crucial income supports to farmers while also being a positive environmental action. Almost €8 million will be paid to about 1,800 tillage farmers. Farmers who committed to chopping and incorporating straw from cereal crops, for example wheat, oats, barley and rye, would receive €250 per hectare, with oil seeds being paid at €150 per hectare. He said this new measure brought in in 2021 to support tillage farmers to increase soil organic carbon levels on their farms. This measure, too, he said, was an important support to contribute to the long-term sustainability of the Irish tillage sector. That is why he said he had secured additional funding for the straw incorporation measure again in 2022. He has also now proposed that the straw incorporation measure, SIM, be included in the next cap, which will commence in 2023, and he knows it will continue to be. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A success for our farmers. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103.
On the 18th of January, the Minister of State at the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine with responsibility for research and development, Martin Hayden, encouraged Irish researchers to apply to the Horizon Europe Soil Mission Call. It's to avail of funding linked to one or more of the mission's projects. John O'Connor is with me and we'll begin by defining the role of the Horizon Europe Soil Mission. The European Commission funds research to protect and restore soils in Europe through the Soil Deal for Europe mission. The mission recently launched its call for proposals and the Irish Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, in conjunction with Enterprise Ireland, wants eligible Irish applicants to submit research proposals in response to this call. And which specific areas which influence soil quality are to be the subject of research and what is the total planned budget available? Total budget is €62 million and the critical benefits of healthy soil would be storing carbon, producing nutrient-dense food, supporting biodiversity, building resilience against climate change and much more indeed besides. Food Vision 2030 sets out a range of actions which need to be taken to achieve these objectives and participating in this Horizon Soil Mission for Europe is one such action. And John, how many projects are involved in the Horizon Europe Soil Call? The Soil Mission offers the Irish research community targeted funding opportunities in eight diverse areas, including the social, economic and cultural drivers of land management, developing indicators for soil health and functions, and linking soil health to nutritional and safe food. And where can listeners find out more about this €62 million soil mission programme? More details regarding the Horizon Europe may be found at Cluster 6, Food, Bioeconomy, Natural Resources, Agriculture and the Environment. Supports for participating in the Horizon Europe programme can be found at Horizon Europe Irish Funding Supports. More information can be found online at cluster6-food, bioeconomy, natural resources, agriculture and environment, hyphen Horizon Europe. And I understand the eight projects have substantial individual funding. That's correct. There are three projects with funding of €10 million Euro each, one with €12 million, Euro, one with €7 million, two with €5 million, and one with €3 million, Euro, giving a total of €62 million. Euro. And when is the closing date for applications? The deadline for submission of applications is 5pm, 24th of March 2022. Further information on the website at Funding and Tenders Portal. And how soon can we expect the projects to begin? It's hoped that the assignment of researchers and projects would be underway no later than November 2022. So applications from all of the European Union countries will be considered by the Commission and an early decision by Irish researchers for a share of the €62 million budget would be a positive move, presumably. Yes, indeed, an early but considered application would be very useful as the mission is an attractive programme and as a country, Ireland has scored well in the previous Horizon programme. Minister Hayden, speaking at the launch on the 18th of January 2022, reiterated that there are a wide range of research opportunities focusing on food, bioeconomy, natural resources, agriculture and the environment under Horizon Europe. Ireland, Minister Hayden recalled, had been very successful in the previous Horizon 2020 programme and our aim would be to build on this 
and increase participation and success in Horizon Europe. Thanks, John. ICMSA has welcomed the decision by the European Parliament to accept amendments to the Ennet Committee proposals on animal transport. President of the ICMSA, Pat McCormack, said the proposals from the Ennet Committee were clearly unworkable from the perspective of animal welfare and farming. He said he was satisfied sense and science had prevailed. ICSA President Dermot Kelleher also welcomed the decision to reject proposals that would place severe restrictions on animal transportation. ICSA had lobbied hard on the issue and had engaged with MEPs and partners in Farm Europe to ensure the original proposals put forward by the Annet Committee were dismissed. A European Parliament Committee of Inquiry on the Protection of Animals During Transport made recommendations which were voted on by MEPs with a view to improving the transportation of live animals across the European Union. The Ireland South MEP Billy Kelleher sat on the committee and he spoke to Europarl Radio Editor Karen Coleman about the proposals. A committee of inquiry was established after the last European elections in September 2019 and it was to look at the regulations governing um, animal transport in, in the European Union. There's no doubt, of course, when we delved into this, it became very clear very quickly that some countries have very high animal welfare standards and that other countries in the European Union adhere to very poor or almost no standards. And of course, that put um, us in a very difficult position. It put Ireland in a very difficult position because the committee, you know, wanted to tighten up on um, animal transport regulations and guidelines. Uh, and, you know, we, we are trying to defend the Irish position, pointing out that we have very high welfare uh, standards in place. And I think this was accepted by the committee when we brought witnesses from Ireland to present uh, the, the Irish case. We're an island nation. We, we do need to be able to access the single market. We do need to be able to transport uh, animals both on the island and off the island as well. But uh, the committee took a very extreme view in its uh, recommendations and that w- would put significant pressure on Irish um, live um transport of animals, both internally and to the broader European market. I've retabled um, the original compromises that would increase welfare standards, but would also allow for the transportation of animals. And unfortunately, uh, in this debate, there's extremes on both sides. One extreme saying that, you know, you you can't transport animals in a a way that's uh, compatible with their welfare and others then you know saying that animals should be transported uh, and that it was an entitlement i believe that you can do both both are compatible you can have the highest integrity of welfare standards and the enforcement of them and at the same time allow animals to be transported um, as well and allow farmers and agriculture to continue and bear in mind this is not just about um, unweaned calves and calves it goes for um, older animals and is also for uh, ovines uh, equines and porcines as well so you know horses breeding mares show jumping horses show jumping ponies could all get caught up in this whole issue of around the extreme proposals put forward by some green members and independents on the issue of the banning of transport in its entirety almost is is their view uh, and that would put significant challenges on agriculture and the transport of animals Ireland South MEP Billy Kelleher Michael Connolly, Tagus Drystock Advisor in Bantry and Berra is with us this week. Michael has a few timely reminders around the annual sheep census. It's always timely. It's one I always worry about, Barry, uh, for clients and, and, and all farmers. It's a farm that arrives generally around the middle of December in, in the letterbox and with Christmas and, and, and all that. 
you know, it can just get put aside. And the date is not the, the counting date. The actual census date is the 31st of December 2021. So obviously you can't fill the form until early January. So I, I just always worry that it's going to get put away. Now, some people are completing it online and that's probably the easiest way to do it, really, if you're set up on egg food. And the deadline there is mid-February for, for an online submission. But farmers that are submitting a paper form have to get it in to arrive uh, by the 31st of January, which isn't too far away now. And there's a, there's a, an envelope with the farm. It goes off to Listowel, actually, in, in, in my home county, in County Kerry, is, is where it's heading off to. Look, if you're not doing it online, it needs to be done on paper. You need to look, obviously, have your sheep counted um, at this stage and categorized into, you know, are they mountain or lowland sheep? Are they, you know, what breed are they? Are they Texel or Suffolk or Cheviot or Blackface? How many breeding yews have you? How many breeding rams have you? How many of them are over two years of age? And then how many remaining sheep would you have on the farm? For example, whether it's lambs, collios, etc. So you must give a detailed uh, count on those. And obviously it must be accurate and, and truthful. You know, you don't, don't overestimate your number because... If you're in a scheme, you're going to get inspected and the sheep will have to be produced. So, you know, it needs to be accurate. That's why the farm has been sent out well in advance of the dates, particularly for the hill sheep farmers that might have to gather in sheep to, to, to have a count on them. So just to, you know, complete the farm. If you have no sheep, you're asked to take a box on the farm as well to, to, to highlight that if, if you've got out of sheep. So uh, an existing sheep farmer will get the farm. So it's important to return it even in that case and just say you, you don't have sheep anymore. So remember, for stocking rate for schemes there, the disadvantaged area scheme, the ANC, you know, even the BPS, there's a requirement that you have a certain stocking rate. It's very important that this farm is submitted. If you're only a sheep farmer, they're the only stock you're going to have on the farm. So it is very important that, that you get it submitted. If you don't, the department will assume that you don't have any sheep. So register post, obviously, because if, if it gets lost, you won't have any proof, as with all letters from the department. And we'll have more with Michael Connolly in Wednesday night's programme, including the Sheep Welfare Scheme and completing the Tagusk Profit Monitor. Representatives of the National Ploughing Championships say they've had a constructive meeting with the Taoiseach and the Agriculture Minister. According to organisers, the event is set for a huge comeback this year following a two-year absence. It's due to take place at Rahaniska County Leash on September 20th, 21st and 22nd. NPA Managing Director Anna McHugh says the trade exhibition portal will open in March. She says they'll work very closely with exhibitors to make sure they're up to speed on regulations as they unfold over the coming months. Farm Talk on C103. Last week, there was very positive news in the Bordvia Export Performance and Prospects Report 2021-2022. Irish food and drink exports enjoyed a record year as the value of sales increased 4% to €13.5 billion despite the impact of COVID and Brexit. Ireland exported the equivalent of almost €37 million worth of food and drink every day last year to customers in more than 180 countries worldwide. The value of the exports was 2% higher than pre-pandemic levels in 2019. Dairy was to the forefront and worth more than €5 billion last year, followed by meat and livestock and prepared consumer foods. 
Bourbia has published ambitious three-year targets to further contribute to the growth in the value chain and sustainability is a core issue theme as it strengthens supports and standards to reflect the high level of ambition required to meet both environmental challenges and market demands. It was a key point in the presentation of the report from the Bourbia Chief Executive Tara McCarthy as she heralded the industry's performance as extraordinary in the face of major challenges. Sustainability and the threat of climate change as well as more granular issues such as carbon impacts on production and the cost of transitioning to greener production methods have been a key challenge across the industry for the last number of years, but never more so than now. This year's COP26 summit, coupled with increasing consumer and customer expectations, are driving increased demand for data-backed sustainability claims and proof of sustainability progress. Sustainability is a central theme within the new board BIA strategy and will underpin how Irish food is produced and how manufacturers will create value from their products. Bordbia and Irish food and drink exporters see success and opportunity in these challenges. The post-COVID consumer is seeking healthy, natural, sustainable food and Irish exporters can position themselves strongly in this space with ongoing investment in delivering real impact and proof points that can smartly differentiate us from our competitors. Origin Green, which is the world's only national sustainability programme that spans the entire supply chain from farm to fork, has played a crucial role in maintaining Ireland's reputation for food and drink that is sustainably produced by people who care. The programme has more than 300 company members, representing over 90% of Ireland's food and drink exports. In 2021, 71% of Origin Green companies responsible for the vast majority of Irish food and drink export said that they believe that Origin Green provides a competitive advantage for their business. From consumers across the world, there are increasing expectations of verified sustainability credentials for the food they buy. And Ireland's food and drink sector, supported by Board Bia and Origin Green, is uniquely placed to respond to these needs. 75% of global consumers surveyed by Bordbia as part of our global sustainability research made efforts in the past year to buy more sustainably produced food. To date, our verified member companies have set just under 2,800 sustainability targets demonstrating their commitment to improving the sustainability and environmental footprint of their businesses and offering consumers more responsible choices. Origin Green provides Irish exporters with that third-party verified record that their customers increasingly demand and plays a pivotal role in protecting the sustainability credentials of our food and drink industry on the international stage. In addition to customer and consumer expectations around sustainability evolving rapidly, COP26 in Glasgow in November and the publication of the Irish government's carbon budgets crystallised the extent to which agriculture will be expected to reduce emissions to meet 2030 whole economy commitments. The Origin Green programme, in conjunction with its partners, will help drive improvements and innovation to reduce emissions and build on Ireland's green reputation for producing high quality and sustainable produce, ensuring that the long-term outlook for the industry remains positive and resilient. Over the last nine years, the Origin Green programme has demonstrated leadership in food sustainability, providing the food and drink sector in Ireland with the framework 
knowledge and guidance to embed sustainability into their businesses, helping to bring a competitive advantage to the Irish food and drink industry and forging a reputation for innovative leadership internationally. Building on the insights and evidence that we have compiled from our work with members and programme partners, we must maximise the power of this network and strengthen our ambition and commitment to maintain our global leadership position in sustainable food production for today and tomorrow. Board Bia Chief Executive Tara McCarthy. Well, in further good news this week, West Cork-based Kilhan Seafood landed a deal worth over €20 million Euro to supply Lidl outlets. It will involve exporting seafood to selected Lidl stores in Britain, Europe, the US and Asia. Products will also be available in Lidl retail outlets all over Ireland. Johann Seafoods enjoyed a 10-year partnership with Lidl, which has helped create jobs in local communities in County Cork. The company now has 220 employees and is one of Ireland's largest quality seafood processors. Next, Moray Tuhig has the Makra update for us this week. Hi Barry, it's Moray here, Ballincollig PRO and Shandoon PRO. The first stop on Mockra's Roadshow is happening later this month. The Roadshow will visit Mount Melek Mockra Hall on Sunday, January 30th. The day is going to start with a 5k walk around the town at 11.30am with refreshments in Mount Melek Mockra Hall afterwards. At 2pm on the day then, the Roadshow will commence. It's going to include a presidential address from John Keane, what's happening in the area with Claire Goff, small training on social media platforms, a presentation on how to help re-engagement and a Q&A session. Now this is only the first stop of the roadshow. It's going to visit locations including Cork, Galway, Cavan, Wexford and Limerick. A drama workshop will take place over Zoom on January 26th. It's starting at 8pm. Now individual clubs should receive a link to access the workshop. Immaculee YFDG will host their spring calving talk. This will take place on Zoom at 8pm on January 27th. Guest speakers include Country Farm Supplies, Alan Jago and Tommy McGuckin. Now again, clubs should receive a link to access this event. Makra's Rural Youth Committee has set out some challenges for the month of January. These include be kind to yourself, learn a new skill, give something back and improve your possibilities. On January 27th, there will be a love, benefits and resources session. So I want to say that new members are always welcome and you can keep an eye on social media to see what we're up to. Thank you. Thanks, Moraid. Caroline Jennings is back with us again this week with an update on ploughing in Cork West. Last Saturday, the 15th of uh, January, McCroom held their ploughing match on the lands of Angela Leonard, Tear Gay, Barry McCroom, and was held behind closed uh, gates due to COVID. The results are as follows Senior, first, Kieran Coakley, second, John Murphy, third, Jim Grace. Intermediate, first, Johnny O'Donovan, second, Jerk Kirby, third, Jackie O'Driscoll. Under 28, first, James O'Sullivan. Second, David Walsh. Third, Nilo Driscoll. And fourth, Eno Farrell. In the ladies, there was only one competitor, and that was Ellen Nine. Under 21, first, Jeff Witcherly. Second, James Jennings. Third, Noel Nine. The vintage open hydraulic. First, Dennis Commons. Second, Michael Coomey. Third, Phelan Cotter. Fourth, John O'Neill. The confined, first, Sean McCarthy, or in the single furrow, there was one competitor, Gordon Jennings. In the three furrow conventional, first, Matthew Coakley, second, 
Cyril McGuire. And in the local three furrow, there was first F.O. Reardon, second William Lynch. And the reversible senior, first Ger Coakley, and under 28, uh, Connor O'Farrell. And in three furrow, first was Tim Lawler, second was Jerry Creason, and in the horse, senior horse, we had J.J. Delaney. Now, that's the results from McCroom. Um, at the moment, there are no matches planned for the foreseeable future, but we'll keep you updated. Virtual Sheep Conference 2022 is being held on the 25th of January and 27th of January at 8pm. To register online for Virtual Sheep Conference 2022, 25th and 27th of January, please visit www.chargis.ie forward slash sheepcon22. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Now, thanks to John for co-producing and contributing to the Farm Talk programme this week. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Thank you for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.